Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Here we are. Um, episode 9. Thank you for tuning in, <laughs> listening, um, for being here, for being yeah, alive. For joining us. Letting us those ears. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> yeah. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Um, got a Let's just go right into the guest. Yeah, let's we got do it. We got a guest today. Very excited. One week late, but better late than never, is yes. what I say. You finally got a, a quote right. Oh, damn. <laughs> Not high enough, I guess. Yeah. I still don't think that's how it goes. But, <laughs> <laughs> that, but that still doesn't feel right. Anyways, yeah. we have Jacob. What's Jacob. up, Jacob? Jacob. What's, what's up, what's up? <laughs> so, um... It would, like, I don't know how we landed on having guests on or who we decide to, yeah. um... One thing I can say is, like, I've, I've known you maybe for, like, a year now, like, kind of in passing. Like, we work together and just kind of, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, you've always had, I feel like a, like, a light energy to you, like, kind of uplifting, like, a very good energy kind of, like, kind of flowing through life. And I've always, like, fed well off. Like, I've always enjoyed people like that in, in some sense. Like, I've yeah. always felt that from you. Have you always felt that way? Do you, do you feel that presence? I mean, yeah, definitely. I, I kind of just ride the wave and float through life. And, you know, there's a positive in any, anything in my life, no matter how shitty things get. So um, I think I've always just had that positive light where I just, you know, yeah. keep it shining. And if your light's dim, that sucks because my shit's bright. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, like, that's a good way to look at it. Too, super positive. Have you, like, had... Was that a learning point at some point in your life that, like, shit was dark and... Or was it just, maybe it was like the way you were brought up? No, like, yeah, definitely the way I was brought up. My parents, parents were always super open and positive, and that's, I mean, my other siblings are the same way. Right on. Right? Yeah, that's cra- That's crazy. I don't know. It's. I feel like a lot of people that, that are, they fight through that like that diversity. I don't know if that's the, the right word, but like they usually struggle with something. Then they find the light at the end of the tunnel. But you were kind of like born in to that light, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Like, that's... Ooh. Blessed. That's awesome, because... <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. No, it's, it's, like, something I've... Like, maybe in the last year, I've really kind of started discovering of being positive, because, you know, there is no good or bad. There is only now, or there only is. So it's, like, might as well fucking let it shine. Like, r- ride that wave and be appreciative of it, or just make the best of it, you know yeah. what I mean? Rather than just sulking in depression and depression, and... Because there's so much dark shit. Yeah, another... Cliche, yeah, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, silver lining. Yeah, silver lining. <laughs> you know, like. Exactly. There's, why would you know, shitty things happen in life and it gets you down, but you make the choice. Am I gonna let this hold me down, or am I gonna just keep riding the wave and move on? Right. You know, because immediacy, live now. Shitty stuff happens, but I guess it's in the past now, and you have to move on. Because if you don't, you're just gonna keep living it shitty yeah. life you're just reliving that yeah you just pain. yeah and not that certain pains will ever go away but you you just have to learn cope. how to deal with them cope and like adapt and overcome and and you know there's a learning experience in everything no for sure so you say you're like kind of raised this way and you always felt that did you have like a philosopher or some turning like some kind of like a muse in a sense or something that kind of like shifted your perception like oh like you read something you're like that kind of like starts kind of no, honestly, since I was, I can remember in elementary school, people were always like, why are you so happy? Why are <laughs> yeah. you so happy? Why are you always so happy? Yeah. And I still get that today, all right. the time. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why the fuck aren't you so happy? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy because I'm choosing to be happy. And from as 
far back as I can remember. It's just always been that way for me. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, there was never a turning point of like, I went through something so catastrophic that I realized life was beautiful. Which takes like, like, which makes a lot of people learn that lesson, you know? Right, yeah. Instead of like how you were taught. Right, exactly. From the get-go, yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess it's the power of living through positivity because even just from your parents, that kind of breeding down to their kids and then you spreading that through other people. I I imagine because... I imagine somebody like you that has that kind of energy that surrounds them, like they don't let negative people into their life or kind of like suck that energy out, you know? And I think a lot of times when people see like that bright energy, a lot of, there are like those leeches and there's those people that are kind of projecting their own insecurities that like, why is he so happy? And then they almost get angry about it. So do you like, do you run into a lot of that? Do you feel like? I mean, I've definitely had people that are annoyed about how. <laughs> yeah, chipper, like, how, like, yeah, even like if everybody around is in a shitty situation, I'm still that person that's like, well, yeah. Yeah. all right, well, who fucking cares? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> moving, on. Not, moving on, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> I think a lot, too, people make a big deal about anything anymore, just like, just the smallest little thing. And it's like, really, do you have to act that way because, you know, you had to go get your fucking utensils and knife yourself. Yes. Or like in yeah. the restaurant industry, you know. I'm yes, people get pissed off at something so simple of like, well, I didn't want cheese on that. Right. <laughs> that ruins their whole, uh, their whole week, day. maybe. Yeah. But like, like, some of the, like, there's some people that just are so fucking wrapped up, like, they're just ready to burst. To burst and explode. argue it and, <laughs> and continue their negativity on anything, the you know? star helpers. But the problem is, like, we are, like, it's not necessarily baby-proofing, but we're giving all these people outlets to do that, whether it being Yelp, Facebook, Instagram, like, they have That's all these like platforms, and now media. they can complain, and now their voice the is voice. heard, <laughs> and even if there's, like, five other people, you know, in the Phoenix area or something that are agreeing with them now, all of a sudden, like, they're, like, a little group that's like, yeah, fuck that, like, yeah. so, like, you're, like, it's five people. You're, like, but you're still, like, creating, yeah, like, yeah. negative energy and then they're like feeding off of each other and I feel like that's a big thing with I don't know maybe, maybe I'm just more aware of it as I grow up seeing a lot of negativity in people or maybe as I like cry across that other side that I see it in people when they're like so ready to snap or fucking complain about everything but I feel like there's a lot of that going on always yeah you know? the world we live in <laughs> right yeah just constant on edge, mm-hmm. walking on eggshells, you know. It's walking sad. on eggshells. That's a good. That's a good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. <laughs> Love that song. It's so good. <laughs> uh, so Speaking funny. of songs, you brought up like that old iPod or something like that. Oh yeah, I, I was digging through the garage the other night, and I found um, Rachel, classic Rachel's uh, old iPod here. Boner Jams 2002. Yeah, I don't know. Let's play that one. Yeah. <laughs> but we were talking about it. You said, Jacob, you said you had, like, I think the iPad, what was it? The, the Shuffle? The Nano. The Nano. It was the only one that you've ever had. Yeah, still the only one that I and, still have it. And so you haven't uploaded, like, nine to ten years. Like, it's been Yeah, it's been, like, nine, ten years since I put new music on it. And it's not often that I plug it and listen to music. Yeah. It's kind of awesome also plugging it in. Then give those throwbacks. Yeah, give me those throwbacks. (laughs) Like, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah. (laughs) What what was, like, what is some stuff that you listen to or on there? There's literally... It was the LimeWire days. So there's literally, like, so much random shit on there. (laughs) It was, like free download on LimeWire and then you know randomly you get that one that's like you know I did not have sexual relations with that <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> go on 
time. <laughs> yeah. LimeWire viruses next song. Yeah, I, I wonder how many. But I don't delete them. You know? right. <laughs> I wonder how many viruses the like the era of like our age gave to our parents' computers through like Napster, what was it, like Shazam, not Shazam. I don't know. There was some LimeWire. There wasn't there with an S. I don't know. Aries. Uh, Aries was one. I don't think I ever used that one. Yeah, that was a popular But one. you just like search it and then just like, oh, that's, that file sounds good. <laughs> especially if you were going down the porn route. Then you're just like, I guess I'll download that. But like, yeah. just download. <laughs> just download them <laughs> there's, Yeah, there's you know? no preview. Just get them all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think they had previews back then. Yeah, right? no, yeah, no. It was just, that was <laughs> just, just a that. subject. Like, <laughs> we got to make this sound sexy. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, Nerf football. That'll be interesting. Yeah, right. <laughs> what's funny is I've I've talked to some people about some of these weird searches that I remember of like being with friends and stuff mm-hmm. and I think that the I mean if you think about the inventory on the internet it was so small back then that I think a lot of people actually saw the same fucked up videos mm-hmm. like oh, yeah <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> like a very strange one. I was gonna get right into it. I'm like, Go for it. It's like this. I was, at my, I was at my friend's house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to you about yeah. this. And he like opens her vagina and just puts his whole head. Oh, yeah. His, like, the bald guy? I saw that. And the nerf ball. And the nerf ball. <laughs> she like gets it up in her pussy and just. Kind yeah. of farts it out, spits that it was, out. So, like you're saying, there was... The it's like collective. <laughs> yeah. 12, 15 years ago, whatever that was, like, there was such a small selection that, yeah. So, yeah we've all just seen those we've same fucked up seen, 20 videos. Yeah. But nobody's talked about it. And then now, these couple times I brought That's it up, so people are like, funny. yeah, I've seen that video. Yeah, like, like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I've kept that skeleton back there for a while. <laughs> Because I was like, it's so weird. Like that's I don't know. I just talked to a buddy this uh, morning and uh, about porn. No, it's funny because <laughs> I, at Good the place I, I used to work at, there was this guy and he's kind of, kind of weird, extra addict, blah blah blah. Anyways, he uh, he randomly calls me and he'll be like, just about random shit, dude. And he he'll be like, hey, uh, just wondering how you doing. Uh, we gotta get the cars together, blah blah blah. Cause he knows I got my old, my old bug. He's like, we gotta get these cars together and go on a little cruise. And then he'll randomly switch like, oh, I was browsing a Pornhub the other day, <laughs> and, and like, like he he'll send me like a video, and I'm like, I just don't respond. I'm like Terry, I don't want to <laughs> see. This, dude. I don't like, have any like yeah sending porn resistance. That's you don't share that shit, so you that's why you, what I was getting at was you keep that shit in the closet like yeah. that that yeah. closet. I forgot where you're going with that for a second. Yeah, no, no, no. like the weeds. No, 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 I'm, I'm like, where's the story? <laughs> I'm trying to think connect somewhere. No, here it is. Skeletons in the There's closet. The point. Yeah, I'm I'm stupid, but not. No, don't say that, Pedro. Don't get yourself down. Yeah, Pedro. Come on, Pedro. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> Get the skeletons out of the closet, man. Oh, you don't want to see those. No. Just those random videos, man, that didn't get passed around like that. That's funny. I've never, like, sent weird or fucked up videos. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, and there's people that do that, or, like, group chats that, like, I know I have my uncles. Sometimes they'll be, like, in a group chat, and not all of them, I'm saying, but... And they'll send like weird shit or funny memes too, you know. It's the weird stuff your uncle's sending you. I, I'm not in them chats. <laughs> Did you ever watch? Uh, or the other weird thing about videos is like those like beheading videos and like the really gory and violent ones. Like those are I've, I've never understood. I, I, there was a little phase like people would show me like, oh, that's fucked up. 
But like some people like really actively like watch them and do. Have you ever like got into those kind of? I mean, like I've this? definitely seen them. I've never gotten into. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah just like oh cool, so. like hey check this out. I'm like, well, I don't want to fucking watch a whole family be. And if I did, like, like yeah. when I saw them, I wasn't like sharing them. You know? Right, it's I'm like, jerking yeah. off in private. To them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it behind closed doors. Exactly. <laughs> that's why Skeleton. Yeah. In the classic. Speaking yeah. of weird murder, and that's like Charles Manson was the... 1969 is today was the day that like they he told those girls to kill like that, the four family and the pregnant lady. Oh, shit. It's crazy like how like fascinated... I don't know, I was at least with like serial killers and like just that kind of like... Murder porn. I guess, yeah. Well, that's what it is. It's a strange thing. I think I was watching one of the Hostel movies at some point because they were like getting so good in production. I'm like, this literally looks. I mean, they're like, it's a torture film. Like, somebody's Mm -hmm. getting super fun. Like, why am I watching? Like, what is the enjoyment of this? I mean, I guess they've always been around, but Saw, I think, made it really popular. Yeah, Cube was an old horror movie that, like, where they got, were chopping a box and started, like, it was a... Texas Chainsaw was back in the day. Texas Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw's, you know, a classic. I think Saw, though, for, like, this, you know, last 10 years, 15 years or so, was really the, the movie that went into the theaters and people were like... This is fucked up. Yeah, like, yeah. You know? Or human centipede. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen all those fucking movies? That's teeth. Have you seen teeth? Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one though. Like Just that, teeth. That, that one's a little different. Yeah, exactly. Saying, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a it's a weird fascination that we have with like serial killer like serial killers, especially him's like he's the only person that served life for never mm-hmm. actually killing anybody. He just convince people he's a, he a fucking batshit though but like it's so like that's even more insane to me I know that he just you have that control over well and, and there's still like the serial killer thing like with Dexter you know that's what I'm saying? true like, yeah yeah it's still going on how many freaking seasons was that you know where more and more and more people are like oh this is good right oh, this is how many people, people is gonna kill now yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, it's still going on where it's glorified yeah. it, it is kind of in a way and then what's strange about that we were we were kind of like I was gonna talk about this last week was like Orange is the New Black the same kind of like that prison like the prison system kind of like a oh, show yeah. or something yeah. But now there's documentaries, there's, like, inside the, like, Max Prison, inside Death Row, or, like, yeah. you're like, why are we, like, I don't think we should be, like, like, absorbing all of this information. Like, it shouldn't seem so natural or funny. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't have okay. jokes or being okay with it. Like, well, and then I reverted back, like, to the gun thing, how you said you were, like, so comfortable doing it. And because you've seen so many movies and you've been, like absorbing all that yeah so that's kind of like the same thing like people people grow up and kids grow up and they're like oh you're watching this show and then they're like i could i could live in prison or like some stupid shit like that, that that's the thing you exactly know, like, like prison seems fun i'd like, be okay and they, yeah, I, yeah i would last right yeah. right and the, the whole point is not to, is it all really a brainwashing because we have so many for-profit prisons that's what in I'm america saying. exactly that they're trying to be like oh it's not bad and now they're making more money and the thing is there's such a resistance against the prison like you know the industry right now because it's like you know slavery basically so maybe that is true they're like they're like get, trying to get into Hollywood kind of being like hey kind of like show these people like you know it's you yeah, know don't be worried <laughs> there's, a, there's a basketball court you can get drugs in there like some <laughs> right. of these people are living better lives or like and it, like I don't I think and then they then they end up going to the podcast in there you know <laughs> <laughs> and then they like the funny thing too is then they'll find religion in there and they'll be like well God will forgive me but the mm-hmm. system that they're inside of won't forgive them so they're just decaying in a box I mean like that it's 
And it's, it's a crazy thing to be like desensitized to in that weird way. And I feel like that it could be a, like, it's a slippery slope for sure. And I, yeah. I try to question myself of when I'm watching those kind of things and try to be like, maybe you shouldn't be consuming this. <laughs> like, so this is, um, part of the reason I don't watch TV. Right. Um, I've never had cable in my life. Um, growing up, still don't have cable. I have lived, you know, my roommate watched cable before. My other roommate watched cable, you know, so I've had access to it. And when I'm over at a friend's house, yeah, like I'll, I'll sit down, watch TV shows, whatever it is. Uh-huh. But I don't ever go home and, and sit down in front of the TV and watch TV. That's amazing to me. Like I wish it's something I've been more aware of trying to like definitely cut back on those things. But I've always admired like just completely... Yeah, I, I would rather go sit on the side yard, smoke a bowl, and and just think, you know what I'm saying? And just let my I'm mind wander, around, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like that yogi lifestyle of you know, yoga mindfulness and all that. And I think that's it's super important. It's something that we don't show to enough people because especially with like phones and everything now, we're so into media and so consumed by it that we're even getting more and more into it. Like I just saw... A couple days ago, that like eighth grade movie by Bo Burnham. Bo it's, Burnham, yeah. Yeah, who I love, and uh, it was just basically about like you know what it's like to be in eighth grade now, and it's like you know they're all like glued to their phones, like posting things constantly, and it's like mm-hmm. yeah, I would I would see myself in that same trap, and I still do see myself in that same trap, and wanting to separate myself from that, you know, I, I just it's something that's consuming all of us like Pretty crazy technology. In general, is taking over the world. Yeah, which I mean, <laughs> I think AI coming up, robots and shit. It's gonna get jobs. Shit, it's gonna be replaced. I gonna mean, be... you look at what our phones were, you know, five years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years right. ago, and and now it's like you literally have anything and any everything you want in your pocket on this computer in your pocket. Yeah, anything you can. I mean, and technology is really not that old. No, that's yeah, it's, I mean, that's that's crazy. It's, yeah. it's progressed so quickly that it's like, well, if it keeps at this rate, where is it really going to get us? I forget what I heard somewhere too, like, technology's moving so fast, but us, like, as a race or, like, as humans, like, we're not developing fast enough to understand really, like, what we're doing or what we're creating and, like, the dangers that it has. The like, dangers, like yeah. there could be really beautiful things about, like, technology is fucking, it's amazing, like, but it's, like, respect and make sure it's not consuming you. Like, you're using it in a way, but... Also, where are they going with that? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Strawberry cough. God damn it. It was going to be good, too. Uh, oh, shit. What was I going with? I don't know. We were just talking uh, about Technology. Uh, Use it as a tool. Use it as a tool. Oh, so, like, thing, for, for example, you just mentioned that, like, jobs will get taken away, which should be awesome, like, because there should be more money thrown around that we could all maybe get or use and work less hours. But that's not how uh, that's not how it's gonna structure out inside society. Yeah. We'll lose jobs, and then we'll just get poorer and poorer. And like, it's already right. happening. Right. I I stopped by Walmart for something today, and the same Walmart I was in three weeks ago, less than a month, had just you know your normal registers and a couple um, self checkouts. And now on each side, there's like twelve self checkouts, and there was like two cashiers actually. Right. Open. So already that's three or four jobs that have been taken away. You go into McDonald's, now they have these screens where you just order right. yourself. Well, uh-huh. you know. It's happening. It's, it's already happening. Are those in McDonald's? Are they oh, yeah. Them? Oh, really? There's, and the new, like, remodeled McDonald's around the valley here, you can already just go up, type it on the touchscreen, pay on the touchscreen, and then just wait for it to come up. You don't have to have any human manual. And, I mean, <laughs> the, cook, the cooks there are so going to be sad. next after that, and then, like, 
when self-driving cars come full into existence, like think about how many driving jobs are going to be taken away, mm-hmm. factory jobs, like it's everything's going to be, and that could be awesome and it should be awesome. We should all go to like 20 hours a week and be making the money if we work for these companies and help, you know, steer things the right way. Like we right. should be benefiting from them too. Yeah. Right. But unfortunately that's like not how the trickle not down economy is complete bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah. but no matter how many times we're aware of it, we're always fighting somebody else. Um, Speaking of that, like the, I was like, do you keep up on, how do you keep up like on news or anything like that? Do you just kind of, are you kind of just steer away from it? Like it's like a flood of waste of energy? To an extent. I mean, I'll, you know, I pop on, I still turn on the TV every now and again. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? If, if I hear word from somebody else about something that's going on, I'll, you know, log on the internet and, and yeah. research it and try and figure out what's going on. But I mean, I guess it's, I, you know, just being immediate and riding the wave, it's like, well, what, how are these really going to affect me? You know what I'm saying? For sure, If yeah. it's not going to affect me, doesn't matter to me. If I can, if I can put my vote in and actually steer it, steer it you know what I'm saying? Right. Then that's a little bit different. But if it's just something that's happening that I have absolutely no control over or no um, possibility of having, you know, mm-hmm. any control over, why would I let that steer me in any direction? It's like staring at like a car crash or watching beheaded heading videos. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Yeah, it's like you're creating bad omens. Yeah, what is you what is this doing for me in a positive way? Nothing. It's just giving me that thought of like, well, that's fucked up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Same with the news, like I, it, you know, it's something that I can't do or or even them just showing these things on the news, like, well, five people were murdered today. Okay. You know, two miles from your house. Well, that's fucked up, but. There, what am I going to do about that? You know what I'm saying? Like, and then just cuts right. $5 footlongs. Go yeah. to some, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. back to normal programming, human. <laughs> yeah. It's all fear. Like, they just want to keep you yeah. scared and keep you yeah. engaged. It's like, if they keep you scared, you're going to keep on watching. You're going to keep keep up with the news more and more often. So you want to be like, oh, shit, are they right behind me? Or, like, are they in my hiding in my closet? Or, like, what's, mm-hmm. you know, it kind right. of... Huh. Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. So you're leaving... Uh, when is it? In on the twenty fifth. On the twenty two and a half weeks. Where are you going? Going to Burning Man. Oh, is that this? Oh, that's awesome. That's in yeah, two and a half weeks. Did you just go to Burning Man? Was that a year? I was ago? at Saguaro Man. Recently. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's the right. Arizona Regional Burn. I was at that recently. So you're that's a big awesome. burner. You're a big burner. I'm a little burner. <laughs> <laughs> burn big like a burner. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, I love the burn community, so any chance that I can be with them, you know, um, and I mean, I get to be with them here and, you know, my burner friends here all the time, but actually going to a gathering, you know, an event and Burning Man's going to be. I didn't know burner was like, is that the correct, what's the word? Yeah. Burner. Burner. Bro, it's 2018. I shouldn't have said that. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Burner, then... It's funny that it'd be like so close to Big burn burner, out. It's like, well, not burner. yeah, I'm burning still. <laughs> I will not burn out. <laughs> what are you creating? Like, I think you created something at Sora Man. Is that? Yeah, Sora Man. I did um, a bunch of large scale tie dyes. I did ten large scale tie dyes. They were seven feet tall, eight feet wide, yeah. and um, so you know, nice and colorful during the day. And then at nighttime, I had uh, RGB LEDs on them which actually made the color completely change oh, and nice. more shit. extremely psychedelic at yeah, yeah. time 
whether you were on psychedelics or not. <laughs> um, and it was, you know, we had a really gnarly year this year. We had 50 to 60 mile per hour gusts to win. So half the project ended up going down. I actually didn't even get to finish putting all of it up. I got 10 out of 14 panels up. Um, okay. The wind kind of just took over, but uh, it was still freaking awesome. Yeah. You know, so. Out the, of, out does of the, that compare to the actual Burning Man at all? In the sense of community, which is, you know, the most important. Yeah, what's it like, man? What's, what's like, fucking Burning Man? Yeah, like? no, I have it's no so idea. Interesting. I know. So, so we're all in, I know is like it's this, it's like this bartering community. No, not even. No, not even. So at one point, yes, there was definitely you know bartering going on, but um, we're a gifting economy now. So oh. gifting is one of our ten principles, um, and you gift something to somebody knowing that they need it, could use it, could enjoy it, and you never expect anything in return because it's something that they need more than you do. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. Or maybe you need it equally, but they could use it a little more, you know? Um, and, and it could be anything simple. It could be, you know, you're gifting somebody who looks like they're hot walking through. I mean, you're in the middle of the desert. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. They look, you know, hey, man, bad. you want a water? You know, you want to drink half of my water bottle? Yeah. That in itself is a gift. And maybe they really needed that. Maybe not. You know what I'm saying? A couple things that I personally give as gifts at Burning Man um, are lights for your bikes because um, you know Burning Man is nine square miles at nighttime. Where is this? It's in northern Nevada. It's in the Black Rock Desert, so it's a big dried lake bed, um, and yeah, you're out in the middle of nowhere. And so I gift lights because at nighttime, if you're on the bike without lights, somebody else on a bike might hit you or an art car might hit you yeah. because it's so dark. You're in the middle of nowhere. You won't, right. you know. So that's one of the things that I gift. Um, I also, you know, gift diffraction glasses, which is really fun. So, Always watching people, you know, there's these glasses that you put on. Oh, okay. They have diffraction fill on them. So, like, a single light point that you look at has eight refracting rainbows gotcha. coming from that one light point. So, when you look at thousands of light points together, it's just really trippy, you know. So, that's... that's, that's <laughs> whether you're on psychedelics. Yeah, whether you're on psychedelics. <laughs> I gave these diffraction glasses to this woman at the burn, which was pregnant, and um, so obviously she was completely sober, and she put them on, and she was like, oh my gosh, I can now have the psychedelic experience. <laughs> oh, cool. That is so And I ended funny. up seeing her, like, a couple hours later, which isn't... That doesn't happen often out there, because yeah, it's yeah. so huge. Yeah. And I saw her at dancing on a stage, and she had the glasses on. And, you're like, and I yes. was just like, yes. Like, that's, Perfect. you know... Um, but you, that you, was a reward in itself. Yeah, you, know? that was the return that yeah. I got. You know what I'm saying? Same, same thing with the lights. You know, you put lights on somebody's bike and you tie them on there or whatever. And then when you turn on the switch and it's bright and everything's glowing around them and their face is just like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is awesome. That's the return right there. Like, sure. like, you mentioned too that you guys get like these walls of dust too, right? Oh yeah, the whiteouts. Whiteouts is what yeah, they're called. Yeah, so, so it's a dried lake bed, so it's... Um, alkali dust super oh. fine and yeah. um the wind kicks up and these these storms come through and it literally it will just be like a white wall of dust kind of like the haboobs here the dust yeah. 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 yeah yeah um you know but out there you know sometimes they come and go quick sometimes it's hours sometimes oh, all days shit. there's all days sometimes yeah time. there's uh remember when i was there in 2015 there was one night that was white out for hours at night, and that in itself was an amazing experience. Oh, sure, yeah. Because you realize, oh, shit, I have another mile and a half to pedal on my bike to get back to camp. And you're you're riding, and 
you think you're riding in the right way <laughs> and you can't see you see like 15 feet in front of you and yeah. then like you see kind of like lights they appear and all of a sudden there's like a structure that's like 30 feet tall and you're like where the hell did that come from that's so crazy <laughs> that's like, like, you stop right. you enjoy yeah. you know what I'm saying? and then you keep riding and then you f- you know coming from deep playa you finally get back into the town and you're like Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I meant to go to 10 o'clock, and I'm at 2 o'clock. Oh, yeah, right. I'm literally on the oh, other God. side of the yeah. city. That's like, where that tower came from. And that, yeah, right? And, but, but that's, like, that's so fun. That's the fun of it. Like, yeah. Getting yeah. lost. Mm-hmm. Like, as a kid, I was always, like, going into the forest, just, like, wandering. And, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's obviously, like, it's awesome just to have a community where, like, they're building art, and you're kind of, it's like tacky like pay it forward thing but like that's super beautiful like if we could bring that and that's almost like what I said when I, like when I first met you having that positive energy that in itself is a gift to share with other people yeah, it's sure. just people are so caught up in their own shit that like they don't appreciate or use it the way that they could right. but like those small little gestures like it's I don't know like, I, like so how many like I mean glasses and bite like do you give them to everybody because there's so many people how do you d- no, decide no I mean that? I'm not just like going out and around handing them out you know what I'm saying it's like Whee! You know, like, I'll generally be drawn toward somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe I'm at a sound stage or at a sound art car that's bumping out in the middle of deep playa, and it's like, I can just see somebody really enjoying it, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, you want to enjoy it a little bit more, Okay, you know? gotcha. Um, so I'm not just going, like, just handing them out to anybody, you know? I have, right. you know, there's 70,000 people out there. Right. So it's oh, like, is it 70,000? Yeah. Holy so, shit, that's crazy. So there's, you know... I can't afford to give that many people stuff. Right, right, for sure. <laughs> Not that you would see that many people anyway. Where, where did you say that it was again? Upper Nevada? The... Yeah, no, northern Nevada. So it's like um, close to Reno, about like an hour and a half, two hours okay, from okay. Reno, just outside of Gerlick. So it's, it's called the Black Rock Desert. I think what's cool about that, I don't, I don't like, do you, is there history of why it's there? Like, I think there's always something cool about, I mean, you said it used to be a lake and now all of a sudden it's... There's no lake. There's no yeah. water. It's and like, and it, it turns into a lake in the winter, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Because, like, the Grand Canyon, there's, like, holy shit, like, there used to be fucking water. Or, like, you know, Utah, you look at yeah. it, it's like, this place used to be flooded. Mm-hmm. Like, so is there a sense of, like, do you get any of that kind of, like, present stuff from, like, the past? Or, like, is there, like, an, I don't know, some energy in the air f- flowing through that? Not necessarily. I mean, not that I pick up, at least. Okay. You know, um, it's in the same place generally you know in the same lake bed so you you always when you arrive there you always have this overwhelming energy but it's because you've been there before you you, and and you're having flashbacks of your previous experience gotcha you know um why they went there i don't know Hmm. i haven't really looked into it it started off in california um you know larry harvey started in california i don't even know 30 something years ago and um then it headed out to Black Rock Desert after just a few years of being out there, I believe, and then it's been there pretty much ever since. I think one year they left that property, went somewhere else, and then came back, uh-huh. um, and it's just been there every year since. That's crazy. How big? Like, how how many people? 70,000. Yeah. Holy so, shit. I know, is that crazy? Yeah, and it's laid out, like, the layout of it's really amazing. Like, if you look at an aerial view, it's, um, it's a grid system of neighborhoods. So, um, you have streets... A, you have Esplanade, which is the inner street, and then you have streets A through... Um, and every year it's M. set up the same way. Yeah, the same setup of the city, yeah. And then the... Uh, so you have A through M, and then you have a clock pattern that goes from um, 2 o'clock all the way around to 10 o'clock. That's where the city ends. 
and then at 12 o'clock is the temple, at the center of the clock is the man, and then past the temple, past 12 o'clock would be what we call open playa, deep playa, um, where you're way out there and there's random art projects and, you know, but you're not in the city. Okay. You're, um, that is you're, you're crazy. crazy. I know, that is crazy. That so is awesome. it's, it's crazy. And you don't even realize how big it is. I remember my first year we were waiting in Gate Road to get in, which, you know, takes a few hours and I see this tiny little thing out there and I'm like, what the hell is <laughs> Pedro? Yeah. Pedro? Yeah. <laughs> Venus? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> We have to keep bringing it up every episode. <laughs> and yeah, it was a micro man. Okay, <laughs> it was a micro burner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it was the Burning Man, like the actual man, you know, that we burn on Saturday night, and he looked like it was just so tiny. And that's when I finally understood the perspective of how big this place actually is, you know, because people had told me. Okay. Him. And then writing to the man, like from our camp, you know, at five and J, it's like. All right, well, from me to the man, that's like a mile. You know, I can see him the whole time, and mm. he just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger oh, as you shit. get to him, and then you, you're sitting on this base like, this is freaking amazing. So is that the focal point of the festivities? Of, is it like burning the yeah, burning so man? Burning I mean, obviously, the, it's yeah, pretty, yeah. like... The man, you yeah, burn Yeah, so like, burning the man is, is um, on Saturday night. Okay. And then um, my favorite part of the burn is the temple burn, which is on Sunday night. Um, the temple is at, you know, man's in the center of the clock. The temple is at 12 o'clock. The temple is a sacred space of release, basically. So um, you put pictures of past ones. You write notes, um, you know, and basically what it represents to me and, you know, definitely some other people I've talked to is um, something that's a heartache or something that you need to get over, something you need to deal with, you've now put into this beautiful temple um, and then you sit with the rest of the community in silence and watch the temple burn. These things um, turn from physical to an element of fire. They're then released to smoke into the atmosphere, released back into the universe to take their course elsewhere yeah. and and keep going. That's awesome. You know? so, That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. You know, the sure. temple burn is very safe and sacred place. Um, the man burn is loud, rowdy. There's art cars surrounding it, bumping music, you know, all mm-hmm. sorts of fun. The temple burn, everybody's silent, you know. You hear people weeping. but it's like a mourning almost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For what it, yeah, and it's yeah. not necessarily a grieving. You can put something in the temple that's something that... Positive. You, or, that's positive, that you need for yourself, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I need to, you know, change from a negative energy to a positive energy. Mm-hmm. Le- I'm leaving that negative energy there. You Whatever, you know, like... Yeah. It, it's not always just a death, you know, that's going on in right. the temple, but... What's awesome about, like, things like Burning Man or art, and is in that sense, it's like this community, and then, you know, you share, just shared your story of what it means to you, but every person's going to have their own unique kind of takeaway from it or thing that they're learning. Like, they could, somebody could be dealing with death or loss, and somebody could just be, like, you know, just turning over kind of a new leaf, and, yeah, like, right. we're all, mm-hmm. they're all just kind of getting something out of this, like, you know, so it's like, it kind of gives them meaning or like it puts some purpose behind maybe their life, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, cause you know, being stuck how we are of like working, you know, 40 hours a week or whatever, like how do you, is that how you separate yourself from like this rat race of life? It's like going to Burning Man. It's like, is that what feeds your fire? I guess like, well, I mean, what's your boat? Floats your yeah. boat. Feeds my fire, floats the boat. Yeah. It's, it's, like, <laughs> um, I mean, because I know you're not just like a mind, like you're not watching TV. You're not like, you're not just mm-hmm. working to like, for materials. Like you're trying to expand yourself. Yeah. So like, I, I mean, in the, f- let's see, 
2014 was my first Saguaro Man um, that I went to, and then 2015 was my first Burning Man. And after my first Saguaro Man, I was like, holy shit, these, this community of people are amazing. You know okay. what I'm saying? So it's the community that, that kept drawing me back. It was drawing really hard. And then the art as well. You know what I'm saying? So yes, it, it has been something that has been you know, fueling my fire, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I keep, I, you know, it's like a reminder of like, you know, I'm about to go back to Burning Man. I'm about to be uh, surrounded by all these amazing people. How long does it last? Um, eight days a week. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get, we'll get through early Sunday morning and then we'll leave early Monday morning the following. Right. The following Monday. You ever lose track of time? Um, <laughs> like how would you like it? Like nine, I mean, after a nice, like, when you say time, do you mean like the actual time of day? Or I just mean like if it's like four days. I mean, I could. I mean, I've gone on a couple of psychedelic trips in my life before. I just be like, I was mean, like, what day is it today? So yes, to definitely to an extent. Um, <laughs> when I get there, right when we go through a gate, I turn off my phone. I don't wear a watch. Um, I'm a timeologist, so <laughs> we discovered this at Burning Man 2015. Yeah. When I'm out there, I just look at the sun, and I'm always within 15 minutes of what the Are you? Are you yeah, that's like, crazy. Like it's happened so many times that's out there, so and, and then my you know my cousin will ask what time is it, and I'll be like, oh, it's this time. And then somebody else will be like, no, and they'll be like, do you have a watch? And they'll look at me like that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> if you were born like a thousand years ago, you would have been the like, god yeah, of time right. or some shit, yeah. just like naked in the right. town, like. <laughs> Like the yeah. picture, picture on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, That's such a majestic ass picture. That's a good picture. Is there a story behind so, that? Or the story? Yeah, you said that. What was the nickname? The Space Jam VH. What's? Oh, Space Jam uh, yeah. on VHS. My playa name. Um, so, people in the Brenny Man community get these playa names, you know, which is. Um, <laughs> You're in this temporary community, you know, we actually create the world's largest temporary community and I believe Nevada's third largest city, third or fourth largest city, something like that. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> Sounds right. Um, <laughs> we're, all about, yeah. we're all about hard yeah. facts on this. People are learning a lot from this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, we create this, this temporary city and... In that time, I feel like you don't need to be worried about time. When people ask me what time it is, a lot of times I don't even look, you know, like, let me see uh, if I can be. Let me tell right, you. Let me you see don't. if I can be the time whisperer. <laughs> uh, my reply a lot is, it's playa time. Yeah, like, that's Like, it doesn't awesome. fucking matter. Yeah. You're on the, pl- we're all in the playa together. It doesn't matter what time it is. Yeah. Enjoy what, now. What you, Enjoy yeah, now. Yeah, so one of the principles is immediacy. Be yeah. immediate. What are you so worried about that you have to be at at 3.30? Do you really need to see that, DJ? You know, and it's funny because you get this booklet and it has all these times. And so you can generally be like, okay, well, if we leave an hour, two hours early, we'll get there and just hang out. You know, mm-hmm. that barely ever happens because you find so many other things going on on the way that you don't actually make it. Yeah. There, you know, and if you do make it, you'll catch the end of it or something. Yeah. yeah. That's so so time. Do you lose track of time? Definitely. I just I personally. Well, I, I think that's awesome because like I just feel like we're so con- like constricted by time. Like I wish even for myself I could forget it. Like you know it's my weekend right now. So now like I feel like I'm counting the hours or counting this. And it's like why can't you just enjoy it? Like don't look at the clock. Like who right. cares what time it is? Like it's you're. I don't know. Like is there a way that you can take that? Are you always like that, or is that something that you've learned? Like, at Burning Man, it's easy because you just said you're taking two and a half weeks off, so you're just like, well, fuck it, time, it doesn't even matter because yeah. like, you don't have any, like, you're not tied back to, like, society. You don't have to go to work or anything, so you, it's right. easier not to care. But what about, like, if you are working? Can you still escape that? Is there a way? 
Is there a secret? I mean, no. <laughs> because what, like, no, because when you're, you think of, you're at work, you're in this scheduled time. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah, we're just thrown into the structure. Yeah, it yeah, sucks. You're in the structure. It sucks, you can't. The, you're in the, de- you're in the default world time of work, you know what I'm saying? Um, but outside of work, do I pay attention to time? Only to an extent. Yeah. When I have something going on, you know, if work time you're stuck in work time no matter what uh-huh. whether you're looking at the clock or not you're <laughs> yeah. stuck there you know you're stuck there for eight hours and, right you know until you reach that eight hours just, just be stuck there yeah be right. positive don't be, be po- like yeah. oh fuck i'm stuck mm-hmm. at work you know yeah that's like you're, so many people's problems yeah too. so um outside of work back in the default world you know compared to the not caring about time at burning man I don't necessarily care about time here either, unless there's something that I'm doing. And generally, I'm either early or late, not on time. Gotcha. <laughs> I like that. Just like, just like me with you guys. Space, space, on space jam on VHS. <laughs> you know, and it's a VHS. It takes a little time to rewind. <laughs> <laughs> but are you are you late or on time? Never on time. Like if there's no time, you just you just are. If there's you no arrive, time, you then, arrive, then you're exactly, there. Exactly. Then I don't have. I don't have anywhere that I yeah, have to yeah, be at a there. certain time of manner. That's yeah. interesting way to look at it. Whoever you mentioned who started Burning Man. Larry Harvey. Yeah. Did he give a reason why or did... Well, I, I don't know. I just constructed this idea in my head like Burning Man. Maybe it's like a form of sticking it to the man, showing that he can form this community of right. like... Definitely. These... Burn, self-sustaining yeah. community yeah. without your government, you know. Absolutely. I, I, Absolutely. I, we can create a community on our values, our ten principles, an open community to anybody and everybody right. from all ages, anywhere around the world, and we can have we can have our own community. So yes, fuck the man because yeah. we don't need you to. To shape and control us in the way that you want us to be because we can be free in the way that we want to be and all be free in our own way but still work as a community right you know and you're always welcome in the community until you're not right you know until there's something extreme that happens you know um for instance you know our 11th principle that a lot of people say is consent if if there isn't consent, you don't touch somebody. You don't, you know what I'm saying? So if you That's cross... That's number 11? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, there's the 10 principles. They actually added it. It's the, it's the I guess so. Yeah. It's, the, it's, it's always been there, but we've never... Like, I feel like you never had to write it down on paper because it was just, just always something yeah. that was known. That's like the whole, like, Bible thing. It's like the 10 commandments, like... But would you murder somebody if it wasn't written down? Like, that's common. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. a he- happy community. Mm-hmm. Like, why put other people down? Do you think that's mm-hmm. a possible form of living after... I don't know. ...robots or AI take over and, I'd, like, there's just flying cars everywhere, but down below the poor is just this type of community. That well, they- I think we... Ch- we I think there's beautiful little, like, groups like that that, are, that do that. And then, like, you know, the government and, like, the media kind of, like tries to put a stigma on it like they're like reckless or doing a bunch of drugs and like you don't see the true side of like people are like they're grieving or they're learning they're loving they're giving like and they're bringing this back with them like they're like spreading it exactly and i think that i think anything that threatens the way that society is ran they feel threatened and they try to push it and shun it down in a way you know what i mean um because yeah they just want you to 
stay on that little like hamster wheel, like mm-hmm. get that get that electricity. You know, they don't want you to forget about time for two and a half weeks or whatever. They don't yeah. they don't want you to like yeah. expand your mind. Like why? That's why psychedelics aren't legal. That's that's so true. That's why psychedelics aren't available. Yeah. Because once you do psychedelics and your mind is open to so many other things, if everybody was to do that, it would be an overthrow of the government. Oh yeah, I mean, it changed. Those they changed my life completely. And I think they changed my life. It it changed my life. Then I didn't get a good read on that till like years and years later to really see what it did or how it enhanced or how it like changed my parallel parallel like lines of thinking you know mm-hmm. but it is interesting because they're talking about like trying to do like LSD and like MDMA with like people with PTSD and all these like these like controlled things that like there's like micro dosing yeah and there's such like, good studies yeah. and you're like it would change people's life but yeah it's like the stigma like they don't want you to mm-hmm. shed the layers of reality like they don't want you to know who you think you are well, they yeah. did that with like Link for Madness back in the day too you know, oh yeah marijuana and then just now we're really seeing the effect of it becoming legalized and you know mm-hmm. um, so maybe we're in that same process going moving forward with the psychedelics well, well, yeah, because I mean, of all these studies that are coming out you know I hope so yeah I, I hope so too 100% I haven't looked recently um, but I know California w- was in the process or trying to um, get psilocybin that was on the ballot get, yeah yeah and I don't know if it made it on or, or what's it, going it made on it on that. but it didn't pass yeah. but the fact it's like with marijuana it took like 10 so it's yeah. so annoying about but that's a action. big step and they're not uh-huh. you know it's not like, oh, let's just legalize mushrooms so everybody can be tripping balls. You yeah. Know no. It's like, no, 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 no. microdosing psilocybin has amazing effects in anybody. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? For what, there's so many things that it can work for that, that, why don't we have this? Oh, because if you take higher amounts of it, you'll, you'll have this life-changing experience. Right. And maybe you True, won't. right? Yeah. But for some people, yeah, they can, true. it can take multiple times of taking a psychedelic before they finally have a breakthrough mm-hmm. you know saying yeah that um, you've uh, what's that epiphany epiphany that was like me with <laughs> marijuana though like I, I started smoking and I was late to the game too and like that's the thing not, I didn't see like reefer matters or anything when I was a kid but like I knew well, I, I saw enough. I saw enough of the push. propaganda yeah. to like be like, exactly. "This is what smoking this is gonna like do to me." And then I remember like I was dating a girl and she liked smoking weed, so I would just like kind of like it was like not peer pressure, but like I I just wanted to be a part because my idols all did it. And, like so I was like, I need to like, you know, I need to see what this is about. But I didn't yeah. I didn't really enjoy it until maybe like twenty or thirty times. Then I started kind of figuring it out, almost because I had a perception of what it was supposed to feel like, rather than just taking it in and then trying to. You know, run with that. Yeah, definitely. You know? So that was a big, yeah. Then now I like I'm a daily marijuana user, mm-hmm. but not in an abusive way. Just in a way that it, like it helps me fine tune kind of how I feel. Yeah. Like with I don't know. I don't, like is that it's a natural thing. It's better than than alcohol. I think it so. Is. Yeah, alcohol's well, just legal. And That's speaking of like, we just did thirty days yeah. of not drinking and like. I drank the last two nights and nothing like crazy either. Like right. I had like uh, three beers one night and four beers the other night. And like I, oh, is that a lot? He's a lightweight. He's a lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like since these thirty days have gone by, I'm just gonna have like one or two. I that's what that's. Like, uh. that, well, it's kind of like this thing of me reverting to my old ways. Or like like this seems like the usual amount. This is my dosage. Let me consume it this way. But like as I was doing it, like that's how overdoses happen. 
That's true, <laughs> right? That's true. Um, but doing this and then, I mean, I've never been like dry for that long when just smoking, but like I really did change a layer of how I was seeing things, like of how much like alcohol was just controlling my mind and really just dumbing me down in a way that like I I didn't enjoy either of the times that I felt like guilty and like almost like I don't like shutting off my brain like this. Right. Like I was so addicted to that in a sense of wanting to turn everything off because right. it's easier to deal with life and things like that when you can just be like, shut, shut up. You posted on the story the other day you were drink, drinking and uh, you had a book by it. Um, and that's what I usually do. Like I'll go out back and I'll have crack, crack open a beer and sit down with a book and just read or write, you know, because mm-hmm. You can drink and you can go down these YouTube holes and just, you know, or binge watch TV and drink, yeah. which is, I feel like that's really depressing. You know, you're just like drinking to what, make your show better. It's a good show. Like, that's funny. Know? That's exactly <laughs> what's funny is like that. And that's when I was like, okay, now I can do this. Like yeah. get some beer or watch TV or you go down to YouTube. Cause like I said, like I haven't gone to YouTube in the last 30 days cause I haven't wanted to like, cause I'm not drunk. I don't have like these <laughs> lower, like, I don't know, senses of enjoyment. Right. I like, I start questioning more. So like that night. The first night when I drank, I was like, I'm going to read a book. Like, that's, that was a very strange, like, instant reaction because I was like, I turned on Netflix and I was, like, bored within minutes. And I'm like, no, I'm going to read this book I just started, like, just got, like, yeah. War of Art or something. And then it's talking about resistance and how resistance can, like, take a bunch of different shapes. And, like, addiction or something, like, you know, if you want to start a, like, hobby or try to self-improve in anything, resistance is, like, your biggest enemy. And that can disguise itself in a multitude of ways. And one is through addiction of that. So then you're, and I was like, holy shit, like this is, it like just connected those dots. It's easy for me to say now because it's only been two days, but I really hope that it's like, I'm going on it. Yeah, because it's like, I don't like who I am with it. Well, and it was, and it starts as a habit, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Before, before you even hit addiction, it's just like a habit of, Oh well, I'm gonna come home and and sit down and chill and watch TV. And yeah. Say, well, I might as well have a beer. Or right. Two or three. Yeah. And then that turns into your nightly habit of like, well, I just want to just like chill out for a minute. You know what I'm saying? I and need then, to chill. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, well, now you've just put alcohol in your brain and you've just dumbed yourself down. Now you're just turning into a blob. Dude, hundred you know? percent. I know it's, it's like it's almost sad to me because I, I identified with it. So I mean, I've been as an alcoholic for like ten years. Mm-hmm. So like, and I I just. I, I see that part of me now and it's like it's kind of sad I guess it's good I, I learned from that and I hope I can like keep on and like I have to thank you Pedro for like yeah. even doing it with me like and challenging me like, like I think it could have been like really one of the most beneficial things I've done and I thank you too because I fucking haven't vaped dude no, that's I'm so true, happy yeah. about that like and honestly, same with that like it just becomes a habit where yeah, like no. oh you're in your car vaping oh and that's what you're, I you're at work okay thing. cool I'm gonna I'm gonna you know uh, take a, a four minute break you know okay cool you know run outside right. whatever it is wherever you're, it just turns into a habit of mm-hmm. and then and then your habit for, turns for me, into it was like, to an addiction where you realize like oh well this isn't just a habit of when I do it in the car anymore now it's like fuck I don't have my vape when you get in the car and now yeah. and then you're realizing oh like <laughs> this isn't just a habit of oh this is something I do normally like no now it's now you're addicted and it, it turns into your lifestyle right you know yeah for sure and that's when I would reach for it mainly in the car or for me I used to smoke cigarettes and then I went to the vape but after I smoked weed it's like I had to have a cigarette or yeah. like. And then when I vaped, I had to, you know, hit my vape. And I'm just, now I, I, I whenever I smoke, I'm just like, I, I, I still kind of get that, like, tingling, like, oh, that'd be nice, but 
I'm like, no, that's I don't I don't do that anymore, and right. this has really helped. What out. is what is the need for it? Is it yeah, no, like, yeah. Why do I feel that I need it? What is it giving me? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to your to your point of like the association thing of like you know you want to relax and you're saying oh to relax I need to drink a couple beers or like I I love vaping in the car when I'm driving like yeah. you, you like associate these things like for me I was like I can't enjoy like it's my weekend I need to fucking drink like I, I just assume, like mind, how yeah. am I gonna how am I gonna enjoy my Friday night if I'm not having if a I'm couple not beers a buzz yeah so and. And that's, that's the thing. It's like, and that's the habitual thing. And it disguises itself in this weird way. It's like, oh, I can't enjoy going out. I can't enjoy this. I can't enjoy anything without this vice mm-hmm. in a way. And I've saved some money. Yeah. Like not drinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just, I just feel better. It's, it's one of those things too, where like, I never, I didn't realize how many other aspects of my life it was changing. Like, it's like, you know, you sleep worse, you eat worse. Like you do all these other things that it's like, I'm a little bit more agitated. Like it was really trickling into so much of my life and effects that I didn't really realize that it was, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. So I, I hope keeps going, but like, and then now I just hope after the 30 days, like, you said continue the pattern of knowing when to stop and not, you know, uh, going overboard always. Mm-hmm. Like right. that's what I used to do. I always used to drink when I went out, I drank and seven, and you eight, nine beers, drinking ten until shots, shots closed, you know? Yeah. 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 Like mm-hmm. you just keep drinking or just get hammered while you're there. Even if you leave at nine o'clock, you know, just, I didn't know when to stop. Yeah, that's... But I would only drink like that when I went out. And for a while back then, I was going out, and then I calmed down a bit. That's what you have going... Because that's my... I have the opposite issue. Like, I love drinking by myself. Yeah. Which is probably a very... Like, it sounds depressing, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I, it's, it's, it's always, like, a super, super comforting thing. And I would, like... I would even date people that would enable that behavior, that would drink like on par with me like that was something that you had to be able to do it's very healthy for you it's yeah well I didn't and I never I didn't realize that like I I did like I I did like a year ago I started being like hey wait a second I I think I see a pattern here like it clicked I was like dating this girl like I saw this like I was like going backwards in time like people were dating I was like there is a continuation of a reason why I'm like with this certain it's like Holy shit! I need to like start questioning and fixing yeah. that part about me. You you've never I don't think you, I think you've said you're not you're not much of a drinker, Jacob. Are you? Oh no, I am. Oh, are you? Yeah. Are you like how? Yeah, I mean, I've gone I've gone through so many ways, just like smoking cigarettes. Like I've gone through these ways where like it, it's a habit, and then it turns into addiction, and then once I realize it's addiction, then I I pull myself <laughs> back. Okay. But but then over time I start to fall back into right. it. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, so you Whether never really leave. Yeah. It's like your mistress. Yeah. Call yeah. Up and once in a while. Shout yeah. out to it's mistress. The only, it's the only thing I've ever, yeah. <laughs> Holla girl. What up, girl? You still listening? Yeah. I'll be home soon. Yeah, right. I'll <laughs> drink you Keep up. Keep it wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but there was times where, where I would want to come home and drink, and I would drink a half a bottle or three quarters or a full bottle of vodka or whatever yeah. by myself at home. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And then there's, you know, times where I just want to come home and I'll be doing whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah, beer sounds good. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I've gone through these waves of being and, 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 and same with going out. You know, there's times where I go out and it depends on the situation where I can control myself and I can't. You know, there's times mm-hmm. still that I go out where I'm just like 
drink, 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 yeah, drink. Yeah. Oh shit, you only have three hours left. That's at least eight more drinks. <laughs> and then you're you're just like plastered by the end of it. The next day you wake up and you feel like, like shit. You feel like shit and you're like, mm-hmm. why did I do that? You yeah. know? And then there's those times where you go out, you know what I'm saying, to the bars and you're just like, okay, well, I'll have one or two beers here and then maybe some the wings. Other. Yeah, maybe some wings and then go to the other bar and you know and like when I was, you know, 21, 22, probably even to 23, like Old Town Scottsdale, I was like, hell yeah, it's a, uh, just a shit show party. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I had connections at bars so that I would get, you know, I paid $20 and drank free all night. Oh, you damn. know what I'm saying? So, or drank for $20 all night. Yeah. You know? And so, <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess that would be free. <laughs> what you, you pay for? Like, yeah. You know, $20. Well, no, like, eventually, yeah. it would... It would benefit you yeah <laughs> so right so then I just get completely hammered blacking out sometimes which is just stupid you yeah. know now it's like I would rather just go meet up with a few people if we're going to a bar I'd rather go like downtown you know what I'm saying and, mm-hmm. and somewhere that's chill and yeah. like we can just have a couple of drinks and we're not getting wasted yeah. but there are still those times that I go out and, 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 just, and we're all happens. like oh we're getting fucked up that night. <laughs> yeah. it's like this thing in your brain right it's mm-hmm. like I think today I'm gonna let yeah. loose let the uh, but I mean is there anything like we used to say this fucking probably every podcast like moderation and balance, but it's like I mean sometimes come on dude like can't you just get like fucking wild? I mean mm-hmm. it's it's fun sometimes. Well, it's, but it's just like it's all moderation too. You know what I'm saying? And knowing when you need to take a break. Yeah. You know, like there, I get to those points where I'm like, okay, yeah, you need to take at least a month off, mm-hmm. you know, of drinking, and then when you start again, it's like okay, just a couple beers here and there, and then a few more months later, and then it's like, all right, well I'm ready to party again. You yeah. Know what I'm saying. Um, and then you, it's, it's been this vicious cycle, definitely. Um, but the amount of intoxicant that you take definitely changes whether it's an addiction or, you know, like you could, Mm -hmm. you could have a beer, you could have a beer a day and I would consider that a habit still, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because you're not, you're not looking to get drunk. Yeah, um, that's true. You're, it's just your habit of I come home. That's an unwinding. I have one I have I have my right. vice of one a beer unwinding. Yeah. Not I'm coming home. How quick can I get drunk? Yeah, you know? that's then this is thing. It's just like talking about microdosing, like, um, you know, microdosing psilocybin, for instance, mm-hmm. um, or taking psilocybin, for instance. Me taking one gram compared to three and a half grams, which is the most that I've ever taken, and. One gram, I can still be there. I can still think. I can still communicate. I can still, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's it's a whole nother experience compared to going, taking an eighth of psilocybin. Right. And, <laughs> that goes and, down the and, and not being able to get off the couch and staring at everybody else that went outside, you know? There was this time that I was like, let's take this late afternoon so we can watch the sunset. Like, the sunsets in Arizona are beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my idea, sure. let's take it earlier. Because we normally take it after the sun goes down. Just uh-huh. enjoy our night, you know? Yeah. So, now the sun's going down, and I'm sitting on the couch inside looking at everybody else outside tripping and watching <laughs> the sunset. Because it had just was just so much yeah you couldn't handle it yeah so it it comes back to even moderation of alcohol you know if you're coming going out in general and you have two or three beers you know maybe get a buzz or you're having four beers at each bar you know right it's a whole different it's just a whole different that's true that's that slippery slope though when you start getting that buzz and be like Mm -hmm. oh can I get another one you know right Mm -hmm. well tolerance Tolerance I mean, too. too. That's yeah, the real that, that bitch. I mean, it's like because sure. you don't even 
realize because it takes you so much to get to a certain right. point, then all of a sudden, that's a ridiculous amount of substance to get you to this yeah. effect. Like yeah. that's like, for me, that's when I was like, I needed to like the thirty day thing. I was like, I need to like that. I was like, saw my like I was drinking way, way too much. Like not even feeling the effects that I wanted. Are we doing sober October? I don't know. Maybe. 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 But it's like I think like like what you're saying is like keeping that pattern of taking a month off, couple of weeks off, and just mm-hmm. really separating yourself or to give yourself a full perspective of everything. I think we keep saying this too. Like it's just almost as a way of reevaluating yourself and mm-hmm. you know setting yourself for what you really actually want in life um, or just yeah. what's coming. You Be- know? Yeah, and being able to recognize. Yeah, being able to recognize when. You're going. To oh yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then using some discipline to stop yeah. yourself. I think that's you know, recognizing. Oh, I'm drinking every night when I get home from work. I'm having a six pack and barely getting anything from it. It's just making my body. Yeah, uh, just die. Yeah, exactly. yeah I just like, feel like sh- what, yeah. It's you know, like what I need to take a thirty day break. Yeah, you know, and then two weeks into that thirty day break, you're like, wow, I didn't realize how much I actually needed to do this and how many things have changed. You know, every, anytime that I take a break from alcohol or a break from marijuana, which only lasts two weeks tops. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mary Jane. But that's also because that can be used in so many ways, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, compared to alcohol, it's like, well, you're getting drunk. You know, with weed, yeah, you're just getting, you're still getting high, but it's, whether it's for pain whether it's, you know, I haven't eaten and I need to eat, whether it's I just want to get baked and sit on the couch, you know. Yeah, or I the CBDs that you... CBD. I just started yeah. getting into CBDs, like mm-hmm. the half and halves or one to four, yeah. four to one. <coughs> Do you Even remember? the lotions, like... I never was into the lo- They don't know. They haven't really done anything for me. I've tried a couple, but... Yeah, the one was <coughs> pretty cool. Yeah? Yeah, CBDs... Give me a little numbing effect. Hmm. But I guess Icy Hot does the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think in some of them, they just put it in there, basically, like, I would imagine, yeah. even to trick the I was going to ask, I think... Out, right? Maybe. Could be. I so mean, it's like, because there's some that I, I've bought and that have that in there, that I'm like, those don't feel good. And the other ones that I put the lotion on, and then it's like, I don't feel some immediate gratification, but I feel like maybe a couple hours or an hour, or the next day, I'm like, oh, it doesn't feel like inflamed. Mm-hmm. So you don't get that like. Yeah. Well, that's like even with smoking. Like when I have, you know, I got a wakeboarding accident in 2010 and tore the muscles in my lower back. I just screwed my body up in a couple places, but my lower back is like where I still have issues, and in one of my vertebrae, I still have issues. So smoking compared to like yeah taking a tincture where you drop it under your tongue that helps my pain in my body more yeah you know what i'm saying but i have to wait an hour an hour and a half for that to kick in uh-huh. you know same with like a salver lotion it's like it takes a while to actually yeah, get you know be, compared yeah. to, to hitting the pen or you know smoking flour it's like within 10 minutes i'm literally feeling my muscles from tight and spasming to slowly releasing you know yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, although the other options of marijuana work better, this is the quickest way to get to it. Yeah, that's what I love about having my like a card though too. It's mm-hmm. like you can really choose what you're gonna buy and then know what you're gonna get from it. Because yeah, like in the black market, it. Yeah. and that's the whole thing with like legalizing all drugs or whatever. It's like yeah, well then people are gonna abuse. It's like yeah, people probably will, but they're already gonna find these things. But if you can actually people regulate your, your yeah, and if you can regulate your dosage and really figure out what's working for you and the ways, because like me, me being you know, I've been smoking weed for like I don't know every day for like ten 
10, 11 years yeah. too. But a long time ago, I would say it's for like making me feel better. Kind of the way the kind of like medicinal Mm-hmm. things I get out of it now mm-hmm. but I was really just getting like stupid stoned or not because st- like your dosage is always going to be so much different yeah. or strain it's like yeah, yeah. I was having this conversation with my dad the other day actually and talking about how you know when he was our age the potency of marijuana compared to what it is now and it's you know tripled quadrupled you mm-hmm. know yeah and, and the percentage of THC in the flowers and I was telling him, like, it's so nice when I, you know, having my card and going to the dispensary that I can be like, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for something that's going to help with my pain and put me to sleep. Or I'm looking for something that's going to be so high that I can't even stand up off <laughs> yeah, the couch. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they got that too. And they got that too. <laughs> and, and it's so nice having the option to go in and be able to regulate within your own means of what you need from the plant. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that's, I think they need to just legalize drugs across the board, you know, like what is it, Portugal or... or yeah, I think Portugal did it you this, know? like last year or something like that. Oh, it's, really? It's, yeah. You know, it's talking about just get rid of the black market. Right. Okay? If people are going to keep doing meth, heroin, coke, all these things that are, you know, not good for you. Well, if you regulate it, legal, you know, decriminalize it, mm-hmm. you're now getting more pure strains where people can dose properly for what they're looking for for their recreational high right. without the worry of what is this cut with is there how much fentanyl is in this right, am I going right. to die from my second shoot up which right. I normally don't you know what I'm saying yeah yeah so if you have it legal you can come in you know you know 21 and older just like recreational marijuana get whatever drugs you want you know they swipe your ID they only allow you to get so much throughout the month, you know, mm-hmm. and if you have an addiction, you go beyond that. But they also open up all these recovery centers. Right. Yeah, so when you jail. realize you have an addiction, you can go in and the money coming from the drug selling is going into this as well, where There's you can come in for in place free. similar to that now, isn't there? Here? Or not that, like, they'll sell you the drugs, but, like, they give out needles and, like, a place to do it and then... Oh, like smarter drug use. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of places you can go in and ask for needles and they'll give you clean needles because they don't want the spread of HIV and other diseases. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they're like, so it's that same mentality. Well, you're going to do it. We might as well be safer about right. it. Right. Well, then be safe all the way in the sense of people are still going to die, okay? And you just yeah. have to accept that. If people are, are so far into the drug that they're going to die, then you have to let that drug take them because if, you, if yeah. they're letting it take them, That's, you can't fight for them yeah. if they're not going to fight for themselves. Right, and you're only providing money to, you know, like you mm-hmm. said, to criminals and the black market. You're feeding the black market by, right. like, and then it's funny because, like, it's blind eyes to, so like, you know, clean needles or, you know, giving these things. It's like, you know, head shops, like, for how many, like, 20, 30 years, like, we're selling bongs and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Oh, no, this isn't for weed. It's like tobacco. It's like so we're just turning a blind eye to the the black. uses it for tobacco. Yes. Yeah. What? (laughs) This is a Marlboro Red. (laughs) Yeah, like special (laughs) thing right here. (laughs) So, yeah, legalize drugs. I still hit it. Or decriminalize, at least, you know. So you're not putting people into jail unless they're... being outside the law and, and, you know, getting these drugs, cutting them and then selling them, you know, Mm -hmm. so they're still in the black market. So eliminate the black market as much as you can. Um, Open up recovery centers for people that want help and let people that want to get high on this drug get high on this drug and not have to worry where it came from because we know it's been produced in, in a lab somewhere where, you know. It's going to be good. Yeah. I I actually. It's going to be real good. I, I, um. 
actually test like my drugs. Yeah, I was gonna talk to you about that. So um, you can buy testing kits online, and it, it doesn't tell you the potency of anything, but they're just these little dripper regions, and there's like there's so many different ones for everything. And for instance, like when I take MDMA, like I want to make sure that there's not like heroin or something in there, you know what I'm saying? Right. Specifically heroin or yeah. fentanyl or something like that. Right. So you take a little sprinkle of it, you put it on, you know, the backside of the plate, you, however many, um, regions you have, which are the drippers, you know, and you drip one and, and you watch it change colors and you compare it to this colorless. And after a minute you can tell like, okay, this first region told me it was indeed MDMA, you know, mm. it immediately went purple to black. This re- next region um, told me, um, you know, there's potential that there's codeine in it because it started with green, you know, went to this yellow, then went to purple to black. This other one told me, you know, um, there's potentially, you know, heroin in it. Okay, well, I don't want to take it then, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, I've never had that happen. Yeah, it's okay. still, I like, still like to be safe about it and, and let smart. people know no, that I'm giving smart. it to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like... If you're going to take this journey with me, I want to let you know um, there's cocaine in this. So you're going to be up for a while. Okay. You know what so that's what, I was gonna, that's what I was going to say, too. It's like, I don't know. For me, a lot like a lot of my harder drug use was when I was like younger. I also do psychedelics. I like to do them a couple times a year, at least now. But things like, you know, I, there's kind of like this reckless thing about it, too, which is, like you can get drawn to. Mm-hmm. So is there like... By like taking it and doing this test sample, like okay, let's say you do, let's say you do find something. Like, right. are you gonna keep it anyways? Because you're like, well, fuck, I spent you know ten dollars on this. No, 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 absolutely not. I have no problem throwing away drugs. No, gotcha. It's just like throwing away money to anything else. Yeah, you that's understand? true. Anything else that you don't need that you buy, okay? Yeah. Buying a thirst buster at Circle K, you know for a dollar and then you're like oh this is flat I don't want it are you still gonna drink it right no like it's, it tastes true. like shit why would you drink it um so it's like you know I I will get the drug I'll test it if it comes out clean you know looks clear you know what I'm saying then I'll buy more of it you know what I'm saying that makes say, sense saying say there's six of us that all wanna have you know a, a time together taking some MDMA okay well I'll buy one test it okay now I'll buy six okay you know? okay it, it's just it's just mo- it's money yeah. Who fucking cares? That's true. You know no, what I'm saying? A, like, a great way to if, look if at there's it. a risk of anything, why is $10 worth it? $20? I don't care if it's $1,000. It's just part of it. It's not, just part of it. Yeah. You yeah. accept that things aren't always good, and when they're not good, you get rid of them. Just like anything in my life, you know? If it's right. not good, you cut ties. Yeah. You don't, there's no reason to keep it out. So, same thing with drugs. If there's something in it that I don't agree with, you know what I'm saying? Even if I take a, a drug, you know, that comes out fine and. You know, I, I'll let people know, like, I don't know what, exactly what's in it. You know, this is what I saw that's in it. But I had a really bad hang, hangover the next day. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, so just keep that in mind. Right. Yeah, so just, I guess getting it, getting into, like, responsible drug use and using it for, in that kind of way, mm-hmm. are, are, is that... So that goes back to legalizing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to use this drug or try the drug, for instance, you know, I have my friend's parents that have never smoked weed ever and now in Colorado smoked weed for the first time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's, like, like there's a lot of people like that. And they were that. like, oh, this is, oh, this isn't bad, you know? It's how the same thing, like, after I first started smoking weed, I told my parents, I was like, you fucking lied to me! Right, yeah, right. <laughs> Which makes you then 
more am to like try other things. Yeah. That's the whole honesty. That's the whole thing with propaganda, like mm-hmm. being honest with like what these things can actually be or yeah. turn into. You know? and, and when I was in high school, I I did drugs recklessly in the sense of I didn't care. I just wanted to try and get the high and experience. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, now it's like now that I understand like you can have fun with drugs, you know what I'm saying? But you still have to be smart about it. You know what I'm saying? You still have to moderate it properly. Mm -hmm. You still have to be, make sure that it's coming from, you know, somebody that's, you know, quote unquote trusted, Trusted. you know? Um, Dependable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you, I mean, I now realize like, oh, you got to be smart, you know? And before, you know, it's like, oh, if you're going, if you're going to take, you know, say you're going to a concert and you're going to, you're going to take some drugs, you know? When I was younger, it'd be like, all right, well, like, okay, like, how much can we take? Because yeah, right. We're gonna get fucked up. Yeah, yeah. But now it's like, okay, well, I don't need to take two pills. I can take one because one's gonna put me where I want to be. Right it's gonna up put that me way. In a, a safe and, yeah. and comfortable level compared to sitting in the corner looking around like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> so <laughs> is that how all your like drug use? It would you say like, do you get reckless anymore with it, or is it all almost for like this enlightenment kind of like reason now? Yeah, I mean it's. It, it just depends the, what the drug is and the reason that you're taking it, you know, mm-hmm. but there's always, you know, there's always some sort of learning experience from yeah. any, any drug, even getting stoned, you know what I'm saying? Smoking For a little sure. weed, you, your mind still goes to a place where you learn something and afterwards you can always take something away. Not that there's not always good, you know what I'm saying? You may have to face something dark, especially within psychedelics, yeah. you know, um, but now I definitely am. I would consider myself a safe drug user. Yeah. You know? Like, what? What? It, oh, sorry. No, it's like it's, you know, for instance, like LSD. Like, if I'm gonna take a tab of LSD, I'm gonna take a tab and see where it takes me instead of just taking two off the bat. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, right now you might not be feeling it, but in an hour and a half you might be like, holy shit, I'm high. Well, in an hour and a half, if you're still like, oh, I'm kind of just floating, and two hours later, then take another one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, because if they're heavy and you just take two right off the bat, now you're in a place that's uncomfortable, yeah, you yeah. know, um, which I used to not care about, you know what I'm saying? Cause I would just get so high. Um, and actually, uh, you thought that was what like using drugs was. Or, yeah. Like, yeah, know, exactly. Trying, mm-hmm. trying these new drugs. You have to have it yeah. to like the full extent. So like, um, salvia, I don't know if you guys have ever smoked salvia divinorum before. Um, it's grown in Oaxaca, Mexico. Um, and I mean, it's probably other places as well, but I know it's been used there for ceremonies for years. Um, so very spiritual drug. Well, when, when it was legalized here, um, I, I got it, I was 16 for the first time you could get it at the smoke shop. You had to be 18, but of course I got it from somebody, you know, <laughs> and, um, so that was like five or ten x x being the extract amount potency of the plant itself. Okay. You know, so five times as potent of the plant itself, ten times as potent. So, um, you know, I just kept wanting to get. I wanted it more potent, and more potent, and more potent. You know what I'm saying? Right. Until until I took eighty x, and um, that was my first psychedelic experience of leaving my body. Okay. And when I came, was coming down, um, I went through this really crazy, like, crazy experience. Um, went through a lot of, like, dark and light places during that trip. And, you know, like any trip, you can't explain it, you know? Right. But, yeah. um, when I was coming down, so, like, after you go through your heavy trip, you kind of wave in and out where you're, like, How in reality. How long does it last? 
I'm like 10 minutes. Okay, so yeah. it's not like an hour or two hours. No, yeah. no. So um, when I was coming down off of that, um, it was a really heavy come down, and I was going in and out, and I, I felt like I couldn't escape it. Mm-hmm. And that was the one and only time I've ever had the contemplation of suicide. Gotcha. Um, because I thought that I was stuck in this place, oh, and that actually shit. definitely has happened to many people on psychedelics when they're coming down because they you lose reality of time, yeah. and you don't you think that you're never going to come back. Right. So that, um, I haven't smoked it since then because that just scared the shit out of me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think that was my main Learning turning it. point and yeah. going from overusing drugs at one time to regulating and, and using them, you know, properly. Abusing or... Abusing to problem. using. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That was my turning point when, you know, that scared the shit out of me. And yeah, nice. I didn't touch anything for a while, you know. Mushrooms gave that to me from the... Like, especially when I was doing pretty heavy when I was living in Washington. Because um, the come downs of that just started getting super, super heavy to me. I'm just, like, contemplating a lot of things. and But there is... I don't... Playing that devil's advocate or, like, feeling that, like, deep despair. I don't know. It's like... I think sometimes like you have to stare death in the face too. So it's like those bad trips and there's a sense of being uncomfortable that I think like in the world we live in, we want everything to be so comfortable and so easy going. That's like, we don't want to like, so like subject ourselves to uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. or times that we're not. So it's like, you also learn a lot though from kind of the, and that's why I love psychedelics. Cause I remember like, you know, I've got, you know, taking acid and just feeling like there's so much more, than just this. Yeah. And I mean, I was raised Catholic, so like I didn't have that. Con- like I was like heaven, hell, like kind of like scared. I was scared to death mm-hmm. of dying completely fucking scared. And like, mm-hmm. and actually ecstasy was the drug that I, I think I was like 19 or something. I took it with a couple of my friends and like, I was never like, I've never like really done drugs and like gone to a party or something like that. It's always just me and a couple of friends walking yeah. in the woods or like Hanging in a room like this yeah. and just yeah. that's why I love podcasting it just feels very like being on drugs with people and just talking because I, I don't think it's a beautiful thing but we were just like we were walking toward, towards the woods and I'm just like looking and I'm like why am I always so like afraid of death and like every waking minute I'm afraid of it I'm like I'm with my friends right now like mm-hmm. I'm, I feel good I'm in the world I'm living and it, I mean obviously there's the euphoria of you know ecstasy <laughs> that's like you, but like I took that lesson and it's still like that moment like, I even got like a little bit of like goosebumps because nice. like I remember that like it just hit me so fucking hard of being like oh there's like a bigger thing going on. Yeah. It's not just this fucking like but being a Debbie Downer. Yeah. Right. And, 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 yeah. It's like there's so much yeah. beauty out there and there's so much life out there, so much energy yeah. running through you, and you can like transform that energy into something mm-hmm. more peaceful and whatever, you know. Yeah. But I kinda wanted to take it back, I like to the coming coming down and then um, also Burning Man. Speaking that we just, you know, did these 30 days, do you do anything like that after Burning Man to, like, reacclimate yourself to normal society? (laughs) (laughs) Well, reacclimating yourself in general is a... takes time. Yeah. Um, And a month after Burning Man, um, our local community of of burners here all get together and have a decompression gathering, which is a camp out where we go and camp out and... and, um, 
share stories from Burning Man, share how, uh, you know, what we've learned from the burn this year. It's an um, after party. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you can party if you want to, yeah, you know what I'm but, saying? Uh, yeah. but or you can leave your friends behind. It's not, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's not like Saguaro Man, for instance, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like, um, you get together, you share stories, you, cool. you help it's each just, other, yeah. um, you know, come back into the default world. But coming back from Burning Man is very, very hard. Yeah. Um, because you've been in the desert for a week. Um, you've let go of having to care about time, and now you're realizing that time has to become something again to an mm-hmm. extent. Um, money. Money. Yeah. yeah, default. Just the default world. Um, yeah. You know, you've created this community, this world that was successful that you just lived in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With random people besides your campmates, you know, the other, you know, the other 70,000 people there that you don't know and <laughs> we'll never see again. Right, probably. right. You may see again, but yeah. may not. Um, so when you come back here, I remember my first time after Burning Man, um, driving down my own street, I, it looked so different. That's weird. So, this so is different. Unfamiliar. Were you wearing the glasses? No. <laughs> <laughs> no glasses. Maybe that's completely sober, like, you know, whoa. yeah. And I'm like <coughs> driving down the street and I'm just like, this is fucking weird. Like, this is not my street. No, this is my street. I've just never realized that that tree's there. Uh, yeah. I never realized uh, that, you know what I'm saying? Because funny. I've become so jaded to driving down my street to, I have to get home This now. is my home. That's, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Here's um, GPS. And but that spreads throughout everything back in the mm-hmm. default world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You go back to work for your first day and you're just like... Why the fuck am I here? <laughs> right. That's what well, I mean. From any vacation, you mm-hmm. come back oh, yeah, that yeah. way. But I mean, yeah. for something like that, that's like I mean, I, I mean, could you live that way always? Like I mean, I I see like I I love cult stuff. Like going back to Charles Manson. Like you're not saying that Burning Man's a cult in any sense. But I'm I'm actually drawn to that life. I see mm-hmm. like and I watch these documentaries like where it's like these communities and it's like you know they're farming and they're all like helping each other and it's like and for me I'm like I would lo- I would love to live in a commune like that and I can yeah. totally see that but then like it always ends up being like some sex thing or they're like <laughs> kill like doing something like sex trafficking kids or like there's always some dark suicide which I don't yeah. understand why they're like why there is but I can definitely see myself like in that being like I wish I wish life was like mm-hmm. this so I mean we we do create a, a temporary city um, but, you know, try to live the 10 principles every day back in the default world and, you know, volunteering with the Burning Man community and, you know, um, are you allowed to mention these 10? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, would, it would take me a second to think of all 10 of them off the top of my head. We'll come back to that. Okay. But, no worries. Like, damn it, Pete, now where was yeah. I going? Homework. I gave you number 11. Is that <laughs> you enough? Bring, yeah. you, know, you, yeah. <laughs> you bring that into this, uh normal world coming back into the normal world I don't remember where I was going besides it's it's weird it's hard it's um you know people say a lot like like yeah you bring the principles back with you and you keep living life but um oh that's where we're going okay let's do it I knew I knew I saw the gears (laughs) turning I knew it was coming It was talking about okay now where do we go (laughs) (laughs) where do we go from here Is there, like, when you go back to those, like, the re meetups? Are there, like... Yeah, hit the pen. <laughs> uh, 
Are there like people that you wouldn't expect to be like at Burning Man and like you come back and you're like, whoa, that's Absolutely. that's you is like in a suit, kind of like a little yeah. Jacob. So uh, actually, one of our regulars at work, um, I saw at a burn at oh, Burning really? Man, uh-huh, and he goes to Burning Man. Somebody I would not have ever expected, and it's funny because. Um, Everybody has this stigma of like, oh, it's just a bunch of fucking dirty hippies out in the desert. Right. Yeah. Well, there are some dirty hippies out there, yeah. yeah. But there's, you know, there's anyone and everyone. One of the principles, talking about the principles, is um, uh, radical inclusion. Anybody is welcome into our community. Um, my first year, I was... Um, Jews? Yeah, I, yeah everybody, wow. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Even you. What a world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not wanted anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It looks like there's a wall over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the perimeter fence at Burning Man's only three feet high. So <laughs> <laughs> well, still, I'm getting a little too tall. It's cake. <laughs> it's cake. For an abuela. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you see everybody. I mean, lawyers, doctors, dirty hippies. That's funny. People you I mean, 70,000 people, yeah. I mean. From around the whole world. Yeah. People that have been going for my the first past year. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My first year... Um, the youngest um, person I saw was six months old, and the oldest was 88. That's crazy, yeah. And in that yeah. same week, that's the people that I talked to. Um, How did they turn to a baby to 88 years old? I know. It's a, <laughs> like you said, time doesn't happen while you're there, so. It's this lake, I'm it's telling you, it's like a lake. lake. There's like a power manifesting. Yeah. It's like going oh, to Jupiter, it's like 40 years here, and it's eight hours Dude, yeah. there. That shit blows my mind. I don't yeah. fucking understand how that. Yeah how time and space works that's like that time continuum can you tell us I don't understand how creation. time works here yeah time is only something <laughs> because there, we've created it doesn't really made. work exactly it's, it's just a number yeah we yeah. just made it instead it's of just, oh, this is yeah, how it is it's an equation that we've made yeah we're like okay this is a, yeah. we're like cool so, right. that sounds right <laughs> live by this yeah, yeah. <laughs> alright <laughs> sure can I still get an iPhone <laughs> yes you can get an iPhone yeah. <laughs> can I still watch my YouTubes so there's a ton of people at Burning Man. Like, like yeah. the spectrum of people is crazy. In fact, I was at work and um, we have this priest, this Catholic priest that comes in, and um, I was talking to him, and he's like, "Oh, you doing anything?" I was like, "Oh, I just got back from Sawarma. You know, got a couple of volunteer things that I'm going to be doing. Um, you know, before Burning Man, but that's about it." Same. He's like, "Oh, Burning Man? You go to Burning Man? That's awesome!" Oh no, I didn't even say Burning Man. I said I go to this. You know, I have this. Um, Kimini gathering that I did, and he was like, "Oh, well, what is it?" And I was like, "Oh, did you it's, say it's called cactus or the cactus?" Well, I had said Saworo man or whatever, and then he, we were talking, and, and he was like, "Well, what is the thing that you're going to?" Looks yeah. like this community of artists, and I was like, "Oh, it's called Burning Man." He's like, "Me thinking, you know, which I try not to put, you know, judge a book by its cover, you know, what yeah, saying? but right. I was doing it at that time. Right. Definitely was doing it, and I Kitty was like." Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't necessarily my friend. No, <laughs> it was a priest, Catholic. Mustache or no? Pedro. So I was like, oh, it's, uh, I'm going to this thing called Burning Man. And he uh, knew exactly what it was. He knew all about it. He had never been. And it was just like, that was like, fuck, why did I just judge you yeah. by your cover thinking, you know, because you're relig- this religious person, you know? Yeah. And I actually found this um, this priest that had, his daughter brought him to Burning Man, priest or a pastor, whatever, you know, somebody in, somewhere some, in religion. Some dude. You know, some dude. Some cult leader. Some dude that puppeteers the other people. <laughs> yeah, so. <right. laughs> Trump? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Um, and he had, I listened to this like 30 minute little podcast thing that he had about like going and he had a stigma about Burning Man, you know, okay. it's like, that was me having a stigma of like, well, this priest isn't going to know what Burning Man is. Yeah. And then he did. Right. And this, and this, like, this yeah. priest that went to Burning Man and that it was new and he was like, well, I know what this is going to be like. And then he got there and he's like, I was completely wrong. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's not something that I think as, I mean, I've been trying to challenge myself more with that too, of just doing things that you wouldn't necessarily want to do or like, you know, or even if, cause you feel like you're going to be uncomfortable or something. It's like really pushing yourself to do something, change your perspective, try try something you maybe don't like or right. aren't good at. Then I don't know. I think that really helps with the human psyche quite a, quite a bit. That's yeah, also saying like putting a stigma, like, yeah, like, Oh, I'm not going to watch that show, but you haven't really given it a shot, you know, like right. mm-hmm. uh, just simple things like that. Like the Kardashians. It's a great show. Actually. Yeah. I, like, it, I don't understand why more people aren't watching. <laughs> they need know. to be watching more. I think yeah, it's really yeah. important stuff. It's hard hitting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so where do you want to go grab a beer after? That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. Are you hungry? Okay. Yeah, hungry. I'm definitely hungry. Jacobi? Sure. One, yeah. we're at one thirty. Should we, should we, ca- should we cap it? Oh uh, yeah. Well, how was how was your week? We didn't have our Sunday meeting before. That's usually when we talk about. That's true. Kind of gather our thoughts around. He's them. been stressed about it ever since. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he texts me. He's like, "What the hell? Why aren't you here?" <laughs> this is the best part of my Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> this is the masturbating part. It's also fun. Once a week for you? You only masturbate in the morning on Sunday? Only. It's very religious. <laughs> it's it's religious. It takes me two hours <laughs> to get ready. Oh, yeah. I, I put the flowers you know, next to the mirror, light the, the Virgin Mary candles. Oh. And I wait till it's almost all the way gone. I have to just stare at myself until the candle's gone. Then you go to town. The, I know this is random, but the <laughs> no, Virgin not. Mary candle message. just made me think what I got at Goodwill one time, which I gifted to one of my friends, Mo. It was a... <laughs> Oh, no, it wasn't at Goodwill. It was at a church rummage sale. Mm-hmm. Okay, we were out Sunday garage sailing, and the church was having a rummage sale. You know, all the kids bring in this random shit. They sell it so they can go to church camp or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it okay. was a pink Jesus statue. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it looked like a dildo, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I saw... That's what caught my eye from across yeah. the whole church area that they were selling. So I go over there to be like, what the hell? <laughs> it was a pink Jesus. Uh-huh. Magic eight ball. Oh. So on the base of the pink Jesus, you shook it up, shook it up. okay, yeah. and then you flipped it over, what and it would Jesus say did? like, "You are a sinner." <laughs> oh, there's oh, all those negative things. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Anyways, that anytime that I see like uh, one of those Mar- Virgin Mary candles, I yeah. for some reason always, always go back. To that. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Should I flip the candle upside down and see if that you are a sinner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you. The thing needs batteries. Oh shit! This <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <it. laughs> Anyways, that was just a random thought because that's, that's funny. Um, since we're on kind of religion, I'll just use that as a segue because I was gonna ask you something earlier when you were talking about the temple and setting things free. Of like, do you have like, or do you have any kind of like? I mean, you know, psychedelics are a lot of association with like higher power religious like so where where do you stand on like the spectrum of like you know we're floating on this fucking rock and earth like what is your connection with like so I was um, born and raised into a Christian household and um, you know went to church every Sunday did these other church things went on the church trips and everything um, and then we got to a point where where um, my parents basically were like this 
is our religion, okay? Me and your father, this is our religion. Mm -hmm. We've raised you in this religion, but it's your turn to decide if this is also your religion. If you believe this. You understand that we believe it, and you've been brought to believe it because we also believe it, and you congregate with us. But you can choose where you want to go from here. That's you where know? you choose to like get baptized yeah. or not. Right? And and they were and like they were older. right. So we were baptized as children into oh, the church. Were. Into the church, baptized as children. You know what I'm saying? But you would get baptized again. You know, okay. a lot of people around 16, 17, 18, when they've decided that they're going to go that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so and my parents were always very like. Um, would share other religions with us as well in the sense of like oh. we would watch documentaries about Judaism, about Mormonism, about Buddhism, you know, like so they never That's very cool. Yeah, yeah they never is, that's not very awesome. awesome. Yeah. They never forced us, you know what I'm saying? It was always like this is what we believe and why. Yeah. And here are other religions that are similar, but this is why we choose this one. This yeah. is the truth uh-huh. and then this is all not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is the truth and this <laughs> is the more truth. Like I can't yeah. believe that these guys are doing this over here. Yeah. So you just don't believe in saints. <laughs> yeah. So I s- You're going to hell. Yeah, it's your, right? it's your fault. Right. The only difference, right? Like I'm like going to hell, man, I got <laughs> VIP parking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, it's, you know, raised in that, and then they were basically like, it's your choice on if you choose to take this religion or not. You need to figure out your own life. You yeah. Know? So, sl- floated away from the Christian, Christian church. Christian? Christian. <laughs> floated away from the Christians. And then- I was a Christian for a little while. I'm not saying, you know, I know for the Christian shit. That guy's got a long beard and hair. So, I floated away from that, um, and then... Um, psychedelics came along uh-huh. mm-hmm. and that is definitely what opened my eye to me I I Third to, hand, you know for sure. to being like there's more than Your what's like, there's more than my butthole <laughs> there's a taint right there <laughs> people don't give it enough and, attention yeah this you, is we started this podcast as a taint tickler yeah for like a PSA of like come on tickle everybody. the taint yeah, tickle, tickle the taint, the taint. Like, you know do the walkway. Yeah. Like, pretend like you're a model or something. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Moonwalk. 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 Moonwalk it. Lick your fingers first, please. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah please. Yeah. Not unless trying to have a dry. Unless yeah. it's yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You get a little moisture yeah. already. Test it. As, I feel like you would only trust a person with the taint, you know, that that's knows true. how to judge that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got into that too much? No, I think that was good. I don't I know. Like yeah, your third eye opened. That he oh said. yeah, so that yeah, <laughs> my third eye and my one butthole. God tickled your taint and then yeah. you said, okay. Yeah, <laughs> the butthole opened. And the butthole opened. And <laughs> the rest is history. Yeah, the rest is history. So it was a total new view of life. <laughs> so, anyways, that took so. me to like be realizing like there's more, there's more to what just I'm seeing, you mm-hmm. know. And everybody's connected in a way, and there's more to what's just on this planet, even. Yeah. Like, there's definitely something out there. Um, And definitely, you know, just when more to the science side of things of, well, I definitely believe in there being a higher power, but I also believe in science, you know? I believe in science. I believe in the science. So, (laughs) when I did um, DMT, in that... Um, experience and that journey um, I left this planet and it was able to see that there is more out there and that everybody okay. on every human being everything on this planet trees humans animals we are all connected there is an energy connection 
blanketed between every it's everybody. Avatar, the bro. stars are a fucking map. There are, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and in that experience, I met this woman um, who I would maybe say would be considered goddess, you know, a god. Um, it's this beautiful woman. Did she identify as a woman? First. Um, I didn't ask her. What's her pronoun? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I don't know. I didn't ask her. Yeah. <laughs> so she seemed to be a woman. <laughs> <laughs> One could assume. One could yeah. assume. Can, you, can you say yeah, that? Say yeah. Yeah. No, you can't. You can't. All right. So I saw God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and God was beautiful. This figure. And had the characteristics of. Godlike. Um, yeah. Who knows? Heaven. A female, yeah. <laughs> and anyway, she was like, um, basically like, you've come to this point and you've realized that you can leave, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're realizing basically that there's more out there. And she was like, I was like walking down this yellow brick road toward her, basically. It was just her giant, beautiful, colorful face. Um, and and she's like, are you, the are, are you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't actually Yellow Brick Road. It's just like that's what the feeling was. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Like this pathway. There's this tin this man. Was there yeah. a tin man? Yeah. yeah. Lion. Lion, yeah. Need oil. It was kind of this, freaky. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so like I'm coming toward her and she's like, she's like, you know, like, well, do you want to leave this planet? Do you want to go to the other side? Mm-hmm. Like, are you ready to come to another side? You know? And I was like wasn't ready and then I kept following her and following her and she was speaking with me you know and and I was just realizing more and more like this was the greater being saying like there's more out there to just than just what you are seeing or feeling you're now seeing more and understanding it you know Mm -hmm. and there is something that's higher that has created you to be able to be functioning as human beings which are fucked up creatures yeah um and then she was like well if you're ready to come over, then come over. And that's when I took what felt to be my last breath and I took a big breath in and I let the breath out and like you're very labored breathing and, um, and I'm just like take off into this dimension, leaving earth, watching earth go behind me and being like, here I go, I'm leaving, mm-hmm. you know? And then basically something brought me back, kind of like the feeling of like, wait, no, I understand that there's more out here. And when I die, I will be going somewhere else, not heaven or hell, but to another, right. you know, something. something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to remain on earth because I need to be there for for the people that are there right now. Mm-hmm. It's my time to be on this planet and I can now realize that when I die and, and if my soul leaves this planet to another planet, to another dimension, then that's fine. But right now I'm on Earth. So I took a breath and came back. Holy shit. And um, I know, I just got goosebumps. I know, yeah. <laughs> I just got goosebumps too. I was just um, watching you. And it, within this time of my, my DMT trip, like I had completely blasted off and left. Um, I, had, I had the experience of the astral projection of... Um, being outside of my body and looking down into the room of me on the bed before leaving the room, traveling the earth, and then eventually kept layer, layer, layering until I made the the goddess until I was leaving. Mm -hmm. Um, And then having the option to leave, being okay with leaving, taking my what was expected, how I felt it to be my last breath on earth and going on and then realizing it's not time. And then taking that breath and coming back and 
being back in the bedroom, I was by myself. My friends, you know, had left the room so that I could be in my own, you know, experience. And so that's when I came back on the bed and, you know, shortly after that, and I'm just like laying there and kind of still waving a little bit now. And, um, and then I was able to talk again and I was just like, wow, Mm -hmm. you know, and then they came back in the room realizing he's back into a place where he can, we're not going to, um, you know, interfere interfere with his experience you know so and and then still there when i was still sitting there um now able to communicate see them there's the roof and the walls were just this rainbow kaleidoscoping mandala just absolute fucking beauty and me looking at the wall and being like these walls are so beautiful this roof is so beautiful these people in front of me are so Mm -hmm. beautiful you know what I'm saying? And I know that when I leave these people, when that time's right, that I'll be going to somewhere else that's beautiful There's something, as well. yeah, There's there, something yeah. more out there. Um, so now that's kind of just where like crazy taking it back to, yeah, yeah. like, you know, being uh, raised religious, um, veering away, going through the psychedelics, you know what I'm saying? And then that particular psychedelic experience was, like, even the extra... Um, you know, affirmation of don't be scared of death. Mm-hmm. You know, I had gone, th- I had passed that just like you a long okay. time ago. Like right. I'm not scared of that anymore, you right. know? Um, but this particular experience was like, absolutely don't be scared of death because there's going to be something different mm-hmm. for you. It's like, we're all just kind of trapped, like in these skin suits. Like we're like mm-hmm. just passengers. It's just that's a vessel. Like, it's, exactly. And then like, I think when I started kind of noticing that and learning that, and that's like, like I said, this is a recent discovery of like now kind of reflecting on like, psychedelics I'm like oh that's what I took away from there it's like I wasn't far enough away from it to actually properly look back on it and like see how it shaped me or changed me but being like there's like there's power in the unknown of like you know you feel an energy there's something running through us we don't know what it is but it's beautiful that we don't know what it is Mm -hmm. like because our imaginations can't even we don't even understand like what what's inside of our brains or like what can be possible the fact that we're three sitting here and talking is fucking impossible. Like it's all fucking crazy. And I think the more and more you can remind yourself that like you can kind of walk through life. And like I said, like meaning you being lifted and feeling like it's almost like you're, you're gliding in a way. Right. I mean Mm -hmm. like when you're, when, when I'm tuned in and I'm working out, I'm eating good. I'm taking care of myself. Like I feel light. I'm just like floating. You're just floating along. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's like riding the wave. The wave comes from behind and it just pushes you. Right. Just like when you're actually, it just pushes you. You just ride the wave. Yeah. And you just admire everything Mm -hmm. around you. Like you're saying when you're driving home and you're noticing these trees and you notice the beauty and you take every, everything in. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Now, you know, so now, you know, if you don't know, oh, now you know, know. Pedro. Trigger <laughs> <laughs> uh, words. How's, how's it going? Should we, should we wrap this up? Yeah, I'm hungry, oh, man. I'm just food. Hey, Jacob, thanks for coming uh, on, man. Yeah, thanks. This was fun. I think we should do it again sometime. Definitely. Uh, maybe after Burning Moon. Yeah. yeah. After I come back from Burning Man. And if I come back. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, come back. <laughs>